welcome back to another episode of the Weaving Words Podcast. Uh, this week's episode is just um, me, myself, and I, because I want to talk about a, a special little man that uh, has a near and dear place in my heart. Um, we're just a few weeks away, not even a couple weeks away, um, from the release of the Obi-Wan TV show on Disney+. And I uh, kind of wanted to make an episode talking about... Uh, what is personally my favorite Jedi? Um, I'm not a huge Jedi fan when it comes to Star Wars. Um, if you've talked to me for any extended period of time, you kind of get that feeling. Um, but I do like Obi-Wan. And, um, you know, I'm kind of going to go over a little bit of the history I have with the character, um, what's going on with them right now that I'm enjoying, and then what I'm looking forward to as well. Um, but yeah, when I, when I got into Star Wars back in, I think, 2000, 2001, um, it was it was with Attack of the Clones. It was a Star Wars episode two, Attack of the Clones, and uh, it was with the toys. Uh, I remember being in Walmart and uh, whatever you know. Every, every time when I'd, I'd go to Walmart shopping with my mom, I'd always just go to the toy section. She know where to find me there, looking at the video games, and um, the Star Wars toys never really stood out until Episode two. You know, when you saw the clones, and then you see you know these cool Jedi because they released more Jedi action figures. Than just the main ones from the uh, the movie, you had all these side ones. Um, but I remember they had all these cool little gimmicks. I've always liked the little tiny miniature stuff, and they had these metal lightsabers, um, and they had magnets in their hands. So you know, force gimmick type stuff. And and uh, the first toys that I ever got were um, Obi Wan Kenobi and Jango Fett because I thought again, I thought it was cool having the uh, the little blasters and the jetpack that came off, and it was just again a really cool toy and. Um, yeah, the I think that's where kind of my my admiration of Obi Wan started was he was just a cool toy. He looked cool. He had a good look. He looked, you know, like Jesus Christ with the long flowing hair and the beard. You know, like that whole meme where, uh, <laughs> where they have a picture of uh, Ewan McGregor's episode two Obi Wan um, on the mantle in place of Jesus. And uh, yeah, I remember watching the 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 first movie, not being a big fan of it, but Obi Wan was kind of not. Besides cutting Maul in half at the end, he really didn't do a whole lot. He was just there kind of following Qui-Gon. Uh, but I'm not a really big fan of Episode 1. That's why I wasn't really into Star Wars until Episode 2 came out. When Episode 2 came out, it was just a lot more dynamic, a lot, a lot more cool stuff happening. Um, I'm trying to remember how it opened up on Attack of the Clones. Um, yeah, I know they're on that uh, on Coruscant, I believe. And then, yeah, Obi-Wan doing what Obi-Wan does. He cuts off uh, Zemozel's hand after he finds her. Um <laughs> Or I think there was the assassination attempt on uh on the yeah it was first the there on the platform the assassination attempt on uh on Padme on on Senator uh, uh, Amidala and then there's a double that gets killed you know you see J- uh, Jango shoot his missile um, blow it up and then it goes to the nighttime where yeah they they try to uh it's that weird droid thing that puts the uh whatever weird alien snake things that are supposed to kill her poisonous or whatever and then that's where he jumps onto the little drone and holds onto it which was not a good move obi-wan like kind of <laughs> i i like how a, a lot of uh attack of the clones clone wars episode three you know it's like um obi-wan pretend you know <laughs> acting like he's not rash and impulsive you know being like anakin calm down anakin you know stop being so impulsive and you know first thing you see him do in episode two <laughs> is a uh, jump and hold on to this weird drone thing that could have just been like all right time to just fall to our death 
Um, but yeah, that, that's what the toy was. It came with the metal lightsaber and then it came with the drone because he had a magnet on his hand. They had a magnet on the drone so you can hold on to it, which is pretty dope. Um, and then, yeah, he he fights uh, Zamuzel. And I, again, I just, uh, there was a whole scene of uh, uh, Sleaze Bagano, you know, trying to sell him death sticks and you want to buy some death sticks. And <laughs> him doing the whole Jedi mind trick. So it, it was really cool to see that, um, to see him young. And then just uh, the interactions between him and Anakin were pretty cool too. Like, uh, you know, Anakin's saying like he's the closest thing he has to a father. And uh, and I think that's one of the things that I really like about Obi-Wan is you get to see him in all these different roles. Um, is, uh, you know, especially with Anakin, right? You see him as a, he, he's pretty much like a, a friend, a, a mentor, a brother, you know, even a father to an extent. Um, all these different things to Anakin, um, you know, and trying his best. And I think that's one of the, one of the things that kind of, you know, keeps Obi-Wan in, in, in my, uh, in my heart for lack of a better term is, uh, everything that happens to Obi-Wan, you know, good, bad, whatever, like he's still, he's still a Jedi. He still, you know, practices what the, what the Jedi preach for the most part, um, very balanced uh he's had every every reason to just you know kind of give up and you know and stop pretty much you know in between his master qui-gon being uh um being being killed uh his apprentice you know uh, falling to the dark side all of his friends uh turning on him the whole order you know going away with order 66 um there's just the he has every opportunity to just you know not care anymore and uh and he still does he's still you know he's still a jedi uh all the way through um but yeah the uh i remember yeah the toys seeing them attack the clones i remember seeing the tarkovsky clone wars cartoon and being like whoa you know he has the armor with the robes long flowing hair and he's just badass like there's the whole lancer fight with the, the ig lancer droids and dirge uh him fighting dirge like it was just really 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 good scenes really good display of obi-wan and again too um but yeah just obi-wan looking badass and then from there we go to Revenge of the Sith. And yeah, in Revenge of the Sith, uh Anakin's more of an equal for the most part. You know, it's still his apprentice, but he's more of an equal. Um they're both well, Anakin's a Jedi Knight, and I believe Obi-Wan by this time is a Jedi Master. And um Yeah, you get to see him. He's leading uh the two hundred and twelfth with Commander Cody. And yeah, he gets betrayed, you know, he or and that's after he I think defeats Grievous. Yeah, he fights Grievous, uh, General Kenobi. Um, that was a <laughs> really cool scene. Um, and then yeah, you you get to see him when when Order sixty six goes down and he meets up with Yoda, and Yoda's like, I have to go fight Sidious. I have to go, you know, um, fight him and confront him. And uh, Obi Wan's basically forced, you know, to confront Anakin because that's that's who he can def actually defeat. And it's such a, a sad, um, yeah, such a sad, uh, thought, right? That he, he knows, like, he knows beyond a doubt, like, yeah, Anakin fucking killed all these kids, you know, all the, the younglings and, and he's too far gone now. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's a crazy heart wrenching moment, um, for Obi-Wan to kind of basically again, put duty, you know, again, a lot of the, the whole Jedi code, right. Is, um, no attachments um you know you can't let your personal attachments get in the way and and again uh, where other people probably wouldn't have done that um obi-wan you know he he bears that cross <laughs> the star wars jesus bears that cross uh but it, it was again it was a really good story really really done really well um just uh, ewan mcgregor did a great job as obi-wan um 
And then you yeah, after uh, Revenge of the Sith, you kind of you don't see anything for a long time with any of these guys. Star Wars kind of took like a break. I mean, there'd be expanded universe stuff like the video games and uh, and um, the comics and the novels and whatnot. Um, but yeah, it's very different than watching something on TV. Because uh, yeah, a few years after that, so Revenge of the Sith, Revenge of the Sith, Revenge of the Sith was two thousand five, I believe. And then, yeah, the Clone Wars cartoon that came out on Cartoon Network didn't come out till like I want to say two thousand eight, late two thousand eight, maybe. Um, so it, it was it was a few years later, and that was that was another really cool, um, really cool portrayal of these characters. You get to see them more in the uh, the role of generals, and uh, nobody knew at the time what it was going to become. Because I remember watching this time being like, "Ah, this is a little weird," you know, like they're it seems very little kiddish, which I get. It's a cartoon. Um, they brought in Ahsoka, was never really a big fan of Ahsoka to start off with. I'm still not a huge fan of her again, but I'm not just not a fan of Jedi to begin with. Um, and then, yeah, the way Obi-Wan's portrayed again, a little bit more calm, a little bit more collected. And, and I think that's a good testament showing that like, yeah, his transition from Jedi Knight, you know, a, a attack of the clones where he's a Jedi Knight still jumping on a freaking drone uh, without thinking twice to being a little bit more tactic, uh, uh, a having a little bit more tact, uh, a little bit more patience, a little bit more forethought. Um, and, and I think the Clone Wars did a great job kind of bridging that gap in between episode two and three. Um, but that, that was uh, kind of my what I based a lot of my Obi-Wan love on is is all the stuff that I watched. Um, watching the original, the original Star Wars movies, I mean, Ben Kenobi was cool, but he was in it for all of like maybe five or ten minutes. Um you see a little bit of him training Luke, um, but not a whole lot. Again, he just, it wasn't enough for me to, to instantly latch on to the character. Um, but what, what I'm hoping fills that gap is uh, right now they're doing, uh, Marvel put out the first issue for the Star Wars Obi-Wan comic, comic limited series. Um, and, it, and it looks good. I, re I read the first issue. I'm re really impressed. Uh, it is, yeah, put up on Marvel. The writer's Christopher Cantwell. Um, I looked them up and he is not the, he is not the neo-Nazi like white supremacist. This is a different Christopher Cantwell. Um, just want to reiterate that it's not, it's not some neo-Nazi writing, you know, Obi-Wan. Um, and then, yeah, uh, Christopher Cantwell, he's, he's done actually a lot of, uh, a lot of other comic series, uh, in the, in the last few years. He did a series called, uh, She Could Fly and then a spinoff off of that. He also did, a. Uh, the spinoff or tie-in i don't know there's that comic book series uh the mask which is what the jim carrey movie is based off of he did a more modern one called mask Ple uh pledge of allegiance or Ple i pledge allegiance um to the mask or to the flag I forget what it was exactly and then probably his biggest one is he did the most recent dr doom run which was really popular written really well from what everyone's read uh julian guest from the last episode uh liked it as well and he's not a huge comic guy um, the artist for the series is, uh, audio, audio, a R I O audio on, on And, uh, he's actually doing, uh, currently the star Wars high Republic, uh, artwork as well. And the cover artist is a uh, Phil Noto, you know, fan favorite, uh, Phil Noto, who is also doing the, uh, high Republic, uh, covers. Um, but yeah, really, really good series right now. And, um, the first issue basically starts off, he's in the desert. Um, he's in the desert and he's basically talking to himself because there's no one else to talk to, right? That's the whole thing with Obi-Wan or Ben Kenobi when he's out in the desert is uh, he um, he's a hermit, you know, out in the middle of nowhere living on Tatooine. 
And uh, he's basically talking to himself saying like, oh, he feels a storm coming, like a really rough storm. And he says, and it's not a, a rainstorm. He, he says, you know, he's talking to himself and he says he's only had only seen rain on this planet once in the last 20 years that he's been, you know, exiled, basically. And um, he goes to he says, I don't I don't write down every single he pulls out a journal. And he starts writing down about the stormies and he says he doesn't write down every single storm. Um, just because he'd run out of not just ink, but like books, because there's so many sandstorms on Tatooine. But this one he was going to write down because it felt big. And then he starts flashing back to just, it was, it's a quick little story of when he was a uh, youngling or, a, you know, a young Padawan. And uh, it, it was his friend. Uh, so he has a friend named uh, Garen, uh, G-E-H-R-E-N. Um, and he's just reminiscing of a story of where he woke up and his friend Garen was gone. And uh, he chases her um, throughout Coruscant, um, trying to find her. They run into some, like, seedy, low-life people who are trying to... Uh, they're going to smuggle him off, and then they find out that they're Jedi, so they try to sell him off, right? And they end up fighting him off. And the reason that the friend was running off is they kept having... Um, she she kept having uh, recurring nightmares through the Force, uh, visions of her father, and what looks to be, like, you know, uh, like a demon-looking thing. Um you know, hurting him and she had to, she had to go and, and make sure he was safe and make sure, you know, um, that everything was all right. And, uh, Obi-Wan keeps telling her like, well, you got to talk to Yoda about it. And she's like, no, he wouldn't understand where they're supposed to, how do you say, uh, not have personal attachment, right. To their family, to, to anyone like you're supposed to care, but not be attached. Um, which makes sense again. Like there's, it's that balance of, uh, hey, you can't be attached cause then you'll be unreasonable. But you also have to care, um and then yeah they, they have like these little adventures and uh the friend still leaves and then he he says like he never saw her again like ever in the rest of his life he ever saw her um and then uh, yoda's waiting for him at the temple stairs and he basically makes him sweep up um for leaving that night and uh yeah it was just it's an interesting story i'm really interested to see if it's going to continue being like an anthology type series just different stories will be one of the past on who what what made him because um, they, they referenced that he wasn't really accepted initially to the group he was in. Um, if you read the old Obi-Wan lore, like there was these old, I think it's called Young Padawan or something like that. Um, there was uh, novels of Obi-Wan being the Young Padawan, barely being selected to be uh, Qui-Gon's Padawan. Like he almost just didn't become like a Jedi, like a Jedi Jedi. He was going to join the, uh, I think it was like the Jedi Agricultural Corps or something like that, you know, for the guys who can't cut it to be the peacekeepers of the galaxy. Um See, I'm really interested in in uh, what's going to happen. I think it's only going to be four or five issues, uh, but there, there's a lot to look forward to um, with the comics. Marvel's been doing a great job ever since they took over uh, doing putting out the Star Wars comics. They're all canon too, which is cool. Unless it says Legends on it, it's going to be a canon with the Star Wars universe. So it's it's always nice to see just more more than just the shows, more than just the movies. Um, I like the novels. I like the comics. I like when they do video games. It all adds something. It's just a different form of media. Um, and then, yeah, for the thing that I'm looking forward to is the, uh, the Star Wars, the, the Obi-Wan Disney plus show. Um, I've just watched a couple of trailers, um, just to kind of see what it's about. And I'm really excited cause it's, again, it's filling in that gap of where he, be from Obi-Wan to Ben Kenobi. And, um, yeah, you def, I'm interested to see the, the thing that the, the things they deal with, or they, they ch choose to have Obi-Wan deal with. Um, cause it looks like so far he, he's going to have to deal with the fall, uh, fallout of order 66, right? Um, all of his friends, you know, all of his colleagues are all gone. He the only one he knows that's still alive is, 
Yoda. I think it's just Yoda, maybe. Um, maybe a handful of the guys, but, you know, I think the only one he for sure knows is Yoda. And, um, you know, just being exiled, he's he's uh, watching over Luke, right? He, he exiles himself to Tatooine, and he's watching over Luke, and he's also at odds with... Uh, with Owen Lars, Uncle Owen, um, basically telling him like he's gonna have to, you know, Luke will have to be trained at some point um, to be a Jedi, and then and then Owen throws it back at him in the trailer, like, oh, just like you trained his father, you know, <laughs> and uh, kind of making a good point though, is like you know, Owen, they never really show Aunt Beru or Owen, you know, uh, Owen Owen Lars um, being too caring towards Luke. And I just don't think it was given the opportunity. So I'm, I'm kind of hoping we see that too in uh, in the show. Is a, uh, you know, they he clearly cares enough about him to not want to see him follow the same path as his father. Um, and I think that says something, right? Like we all know the good guys have to go and do the good thing, but also you know, as as a parent, you know, caring for children, I'm I'm sure you don't want them to suffer. You don't want them to go through unnecessary danger. And I think that when he sees Obi Wan, that's what he sees. He sees uh, Obi Wan. He's like, oh, he just wants to take him away from us. He just wants to, you know take him down a path that is not it's not good it's not safe it's not um it's not something they want for him and um yeah he's at odds with him and then uh the other cool thing is uh seeing seeing the inquisitors because yeah he's going to be constantly hunted down by the inquisitors um the grand inquisitor looks cool and then and also vader um there i'm excited to see uh hayden christensen come back as darth vader that's gonna be a really cool um just a really cool dynamic. I'm excited for flashbacks. I'm hoping they do flashbacks of the Clone War stuff because it would be cool to see like a live action Captain Rex, a live you know uh, Commander Cody again. Uh, I'm just I'm I'm really excited to see what they're gonna do with the with the uh, the Obi Wan show. There's a lot of cool stuff, a lot of potential. Um, the Inquisitors are a really cool addition to the Star Wars universe. Uh, I believe they first got added in Star Wars Rebels. And then they got reintroduced or, you know, uh, a little bit more uh, canon made in the Charles Soul Darth Vader Volume 2 um, run he did. And uh, and then after that, I think the video game was the next time you saw him. You saw one of the one of the uh, Sith in there. Or not the Sith. They're not Sith. Uh, the Inquisitors. You saw one of the sisters being um, being one of the villains or one of the main antagonists in that in that uh, video game. Um, but, yeah, I've always thought the Inquisitors were a great idea. Really, really neat. Usually pretty well written. Um, the show looks awesome, but I mean, a lot of the Disney Plus stuff has just been looking great lately too. I think the only one that's had like pretty bad um special effects has been uh, what was the one I just watched? Uh, Moon Knight. Moon Knight didn't have the best special effects on a lot of the stuff, um, but I feel like they just for for the uh, Star Wars shows they, they kind of roll out the red carpet. You know, they 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 go all out. They wanted to look and feel like Star Wars. And I think a lot of that is not relying on special effects a whole lot. Um, I, I like that they're going more and more towards uh, practical effects. It just makes it easier. It's, it's harder to make digital stuff look real than it is to make real stuff look real, right? Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited. There's just a lot that's going to be going on um, that I'm hoping uh, gets talked about more. Um, I would love to hear your guys' thoughts on the character Obi-Wan overall. And then um, hopefully by the time this comes out... Uh, you guys are watching at least the first episode of the Obi-Wan show and then uh and then yeah let's see let's hear your thoughts on that um but other than that that's pretty much it you know short episode just because me this time and uh not a whole lot on Obi-Wan out to begin with um it's been so long since I read those young Padawan novels I think it's young Padawan or young Jedi I forget exactly but it's been so long that I just can't remember every little factoid about it 
Um, but yeah, other than that, if you guys have any questions, any suggestions, you guys know where to find me, uh, hooligan squad discord server, uh, the weaving words podcast on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Gmail, uh, all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, I'll see you guys next time. Adios.